Hello and welcome to another episode of Mortgage Video Mastermind, where we bring you professionals who share insight into the latest trends, tips, industry, technology, and services to help you create more videos to use in your mortgage business. Well, hey there, good morning, and happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of our Mortgage Video Mastermind live feed. My name is Ginger Bell, and today I have a great group with us. We have our special guest, Jeb Smith from California. So thanks for hopping on, Jeb. Absolutely. And uh, Scott Shang, Austin, Texas, and Carl White. Where are you today? I'm in the Green Swamp, Green Swamp, Florida. It's a real place. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And I know we have Josh Lewis is going to be uh, coming in hot here in a little bit. So uh, we'll put him on when he's on. But uh, yeah. yeah, so, um, you know, we love getting people on to this call that are doing video and just killing it in a lot of ways. And Jeb, you're doing that. Um, and I'm seeing Josh coming on here, so I'm going to get him on as well. Josh Lewis, welcome. Welcome. I'm just happy that I get to sit next to Carl here virtually. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll get you a bad reputation right there, brother. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it, it, it's, not, it's not who you know. It's what you know. What Something like that. Yeah. It's the law enforcement that's looking for you. That's right. I got you. That's how it works. So, Scott, I'm going to let you tee this up because I know you uh, have worked with um, Josh for a long time and um, Jab, and so I'll let you do an introduction here. Yeah, yeah. Josh is um, Josh and, and I are business partners in in both of our businesses, the mortgage brokerage and Find My Way Home. Um, and Jab is uh, has been a, a, a good friend of Josh's for a very long time. He's a local realtor. Um, actually, has a background in mortgage. I believe he was a, a lender for a while. And it's something really, really interesting happened kind of during COVID. And Jeb really kind of took the lead on YouTube and said, "I'm going to figure this out." And and kind of like you know, we talked to to, to Kyle uh, uh, about also. Um, kind of took the CARES Act and the COVID stuff and all of that and really kind of leveraged that news jacking to get in front of some of that narrative and start having those conversations. And Jeb just did an amazing job of starting to build an audience and starting to learn how to um, create content that people were interested in. And what that sort of evolved into is, is then Josh joining him as a real estate agent and then a lender and then Josh joining him and doing some live streams together and just answering questions from consumers. And you almost wouldn't believe it if you didn't know somebody that told you this story. I mean, just some of the, just some of the response that they had um, just really validates how powerful it is um, and how important it is that experts share their expertise in these mediums where consumers have easy access to this information. And there's a huge, huge demand, but you don't know about it until you create the content. And these guys created the content and the demand just came barreling in. And it's an absolutely amazing story. And uh, so I'm excited to, to have these guys tell the story here today. Great. All right. So let's let's start with that. Um, and Jeb, I'm going to let you um, lead off here. And I actually have your YouTube channel um, up, so we'll take a look at that. Um, I'll share that. But 
Now let's talk about, um, first of all, how you're coming up with content. Okay. And um, and how often you're doing that. So I'm going to pull up your YouTube channel here. Got it. If you're cool with it, Ginger, I, I just want to tell a little bit of the backstory, right? And then, and then you can get to where we are now and then we can talk yeah. about content and all Perfect. that good stuff. So, you know, this goes back. Um, this goes back like seven or eight years. Josh and I had the idea that we were going to do content um, and it was awful. It was awful. It was don't, so don't, bad. There, don't, don't show the videos. Yet. There are so many of those awesome videos. There are there's a lot of awful video out there um, and not to say that it's great now, but it, it was way worse back then. And and quite frankly, we didn't really we, we would do I would do like one video a month. It was completely scripted. It was reading a teleprompter, but it was getting used to being in front of the camera. Right. Um, and it was primarily at that time, just real estate market updates. Uh, and, and then over time, it's it's evolved. Right. And it it started evolving probably six or seven months prior to covid uh, where I started talking about. Uh, evergreen content. I wanted to build a channel around education, primarily real estate, and just talking about questions that I commonly get asked. Uh, what's a 1031 tax exchange? Uh, what are capital gains? You know, can you buy and sell a house at the same time? That sort of thing, right? The questions that always come up. And I was more going off the searchable content. I wanted to be searchable. I wanted people to be able to type that into Google or YouTube or what have you, and those videos, videos populate. And, and at that time, I don't really think I was really thinking of it as a business because I wasn't, right? It was more of like, hey, maybe somebody finds this video and they say, hey, Jeb, seems like he knows what he's talking about. I'll give him a call. And that's really what it was. And then, you know, and, and at that time, towards the end of, you know, that six or seven months leading up to, to the pandemic, I was probably shooting three or four videos a week. I was really, I, I thought that uh, quantity over quality was was going to get, YouTube to pick it up, just putting a lot of content out there, regardless of what it was. And, and so I was used to doing three, four or five videos a week at that time. COVID hit and we had some downtime, right? And Josh happened to come over to, to my house one day during COVID, during the the uh, stay at home order, mind you. And um, we, we were in the driveway, <laughs> socially distanced. <laughs> yeah. so don't, don't worry. We weren't, we weren't sitting on the full couch. Yeah. Full, full, full disclosure. Rules. And, and we started talking about forbearance and, and, you know, the channel again was built around education and, and help people understand different things. And so I did a video on forbearance and it, it kind of took off and I started thinking, okay, there's, there's something here. There's something that people want to know. They're scared. There's fear how can we provide, you know, useful information to kind of, you know, guide people through this, this uh, tumultuous, this tough time. And so I did a lot of content around that and obviously got burnt out on, on the whole CARES Act and all of that stuff, just because there was so much out there and it was just changing and what have you. And so, you know, to get back to what you said about creating content and all of that stuff is that I had a background in lending, right? I, I was a, a mortgage broker for over 10 years, um, was on the front lines, had a company, did the whole thing and, and still followed mortgage guidelines today, but not like Josh and, and, and Scott and these guys, right? I'm not in the trenches, so to speak. And so I st just, you know, I've always, whether I was on the real estate side or the mortgage side, saw that there was a lack of information out there. People are uh, drowning in information. They're starving for wisdom, right? That's something that my, my, one of my mentors would say that there's a lot of information out there, but people don't know how to get it or consume it or know who's trustworthy or what have you. 
And so I tried to take topics and questions that I remembered from my mortgage days and just break it down in, in really simple terms where people can understand it, not be salesy, not ask for anything. And, you know, because as a real estate agent, when I'm talking mortgage, I get nothing out of it, right? That there's, there's no benefit for Jeb um, to, to, to refer them to a mortgage lender other than knowing that they're in good hands and taken care of. Um, and, and so that's been the basis of it. And, and from there, you know, it's, you know, obviously I, I tie in real estate to the mortgage side, but there's, you know, mortgage is, is more complex in my opinion than, than the, the real estate side, real estate's the more fun side, if you will, people get to go out and look at properties and decide where they're going to put their family and remodel the kitchen and all that good stuff. The mortgage side is complex because, you know, if, if their credit is, is messed up or if, there's something going on with their income. That's not something that can be fixed immediately in most cases, right? It takes some time. It takes some explaining. You have someone on, on one side basically just telling you what needs to be done versus guiding you through that process. And I think tying all that together is is kind of what's built the channel and allowed it to um, to be where it is. And, and bringing Josh in, obviously, as that expert, right? The, the guy that truly knows the guidelines, can put a file together, can tell us whether or not it works, it just makes it even better. I mean, I, Josh has been doing my clients' loans for I don't know the last ten years or so that I've I've referred them to him, where he's been kind of the Since guy. You retired from doing the loans yourself. Yeah, exactly. And so I, obviously, you want somebody that you know is going to do a good job and it's going to tell you the truth, whether it's what you want to hear, what your client wants to hear, or not. It's it's what is fact, and that's what I you know I pride myself on on being able to deliver news, um, communication to clients, whether it's good, bad, and different, and just making sure that we're all on the same page. And I feel like Josh is, is, is that person that knows his stuff and I can trust what he says. And, and therefore Josh has obviously, um, been an integral part of, of the, the live feeds and, um, and through it, it's obviously done well. And I think Josh can contest to that. Yeah, there, you know, there's, there's two pieces to it. Um, when Jeb started making more uh, of the videos and posting to his channel, we first got shut down in March, April. We all had more time. So both of us as professionals in terms of creating content, but people being at home and having content to consume or wanting content to consume because, uh, you know, after a while when you're home 24 hours a day, there's only so much TV. We didn't have any live sports then. So what Scott and I started doing w was live stuff on our Facebook channel, the little, the smaller YouTube following we had, and maybe you would get 15 to 20, 25 people would show up for a 20 minute live update on what was going on in the market, um, which there was a ton, the same things that Jeb was talking about, but it sort of told us without a big following, we're getting 15, 20, 25 people to, to tune in. At the same time, Jeb's building the big following and subscribers, growing from you know 900 uh, subscribers on the YouTube channel up into thousands. So Jeb and I started talking at that point saying, maybe there's something here with the live. I mean, his focus was the recorded videos, but said, I don't know, let's test it. So Jeb started testing with the weekly live and that element, you know, something that, that Scott said is really important to this. It's been very important from Find My Way Home when Scott started it back 14, 15 years ago. Um, it's been important for us at Buywise and it's very important for Jeb in his channel. The, the market, both real estate and uh, mortgage, people are pushing this idea of an easy button that it's all about lowest cost, lowest rate, lowest fee, easiest, whoever has the, the best app, best website. So what we see in Find My Way Home, what Jeb sees on his YouTube channel, what we see on the live, 
are all of the people that get chewed up and spit out by easy because easy is a lie for the most part 10, 15% of clients are easy clients that can go through that call center mortgage experience, can call up a Redfin agent and just simply throw out an offer. The 80 to 85% of clients need expertise, and that's what we're delivering. Jeb's delivering it in his recorded videos. He sees what's coming up, what questions are people asking me, so let me make a detailed recorded video about that. And in the live every week, we get a live read on, on what are people running into, what are the problems they're having, what are the questions that they have, and what's top of mind for buyers in that moment. Like Jeb can talk about this, but it changes. It changes over time, not so much from week to week, but the questions that people were asking last fall and then what they were questioning or, or asking early this year when the market totally shifted into turbo, everyone then wants to know, well, it's hard to win a bidding war. Should I buy a, a, a new construction home so I don't have to deal with that? And now we're getting the big questions. Oh, should I not buy? Because now the market's going to crash because every other idiot YouTuber is making markets going to crash videos. <laughs> so it's, it's cool that you have your finger on the pulse of seeing what are real buyers of volume of them. You know, we get, you know, throughout the two hours of Jeb's live every week, 200 to 300 people at any one time and 1800 to 2000 through the two hours and you're getting a real nice live read on what our clients are thinking at a much higher volume than we're ever going to just by looking at your inbox or picking up phone calls. Yeah. And Carl kind of has brought this up before on where do you get content? And there's something so incredibly valuable about having that real time feedback loop. And, and like Carl, you've talked to before about going to first time home buyer Facebook groups and seeing what kind of questions that people were asking, but that that's really, really interesting. So Jeb's doing recorded videos, putting them out there, checking the feedback, and then that's sort of navigating. And that's what we did with find my way home over the years as well. You put content out there, you see what the feedback is and it sort of pulls you through what the topics are that consumers are concerned about. Well, see, now, now I got an even uh, another source. All I got to do is go watch Jeb's videos. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I say that, you know, just kind of tongue in cheek, you know, that uh, I, there's, there's nothing wrong with watching other successful videos and, and taking that basic totally. message. Yeah. Putting your own spin to it. I mean, my gosh, we look at the news any given night, like all of, it's one story. But, you know, you got five different networks with 10 different uh, journalists giving their giving their view of it, telling the same story, but in their own special way. And so there's nothing wrong at all. I'm, I'm not given permission to go do it with Jebs, but. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's where the content cool. comes from. Right. I mean, you know, Scott, you mentioned earlier, Kyle, right? Kyle, Kyle and I did the same video about the same time. His has 500,000 views on it. Mine has 170,000 or something. So, I mean, and, and look, combined between those two, you're talking three quarters of a million views on something that we all view here is red, rather simplistic, right? An FHA loan. Like how much more simple does it get than, than the basics of an FHA loan? But that just shows you how much, how, how much there's a lack of information out there. And when people call a lender to get qualified, they're just being told, hey, listen, based on this, you qualify for an FHA loan without ever explaining why, right? And and so these videos, we don't necessarily say this is why, but we go over the requirements of it. And that helps people understand that, okay, 
this is probably where I'm going to be when I have that conversation with a lender. And, and, and if you're a lender, you should appreciate these videos because the, the home buyer is going to come in with, with better questions. They're going to come in with some sort of education into the process, unless they're getting information that, that is false to begin with. But you know, the more educated your, your, your home buyer is, whether they're buying real estate and or mortgage, the better, the better quality um, the experience is going to be from both sides. And I think ultimately that benefits everyone. Jeb, do you, uh, do you, do you buy traffic, uh, no. at times or are you just, just post? No, it's, it's a hundred percent organic. Um, you know, I, I've tried to just build it, seeing what people, you know, what naturally people, you know, uh, go towards. Um, I, I have an idea now of what people on my channel want to see. And I'm I'm in the process of kind of redoing some things in order to 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 go that direction. I mean, I've I've I, as I mentioned earlier, I came from the position as to just post anything whenever you know, whatever's on the top of my mind. It's like get in the office that day and say, OK, what are we going to talk about? Oh, let's talk about that and film it. And then in two hours, it's ready to go. I'm trying to go backwards now and say, OK, the, you know, over the next two weeks, this is what I'm going to film um, and, and get away from the the headline type news uh, and, and just try to get to more, not necessarily evergreen content, but tie in the evergreen with what's going on now so that, you know, it, it just offers, a, a again, a better experience, I think, from the viewer side. And have you found like when you do these videos, are you are you sitting at your desk normally or outside or green screen? Like what what are, what are they? I, I have uh, no green screen. Um, never outside. Um, just primarily at my desk. I mean, I'm, I'm the most comfortable at my desk, right? It, it's I have now where I can I can literally film from my camera directly to my computer, which makes it really easy. Where I don't have to deal with a you know an SD card taking it out, put you know any of that stuff. So directly from from the camera to the computer, the lights are at my desk, but it makes it really easy. Um, occasionally I get bored with, with the videos just because the backdrop's all the same. And so you might change the lighting or change whatever, but I think simplicity over anything else, people don't care. I mean, I recently went, um, and just did a, a gray background or in a white background, right? We, we had, uh, the, you know, what the rolls of paper, which you could use as a green screen, but we just had the, the, the white and the gray paper. And I filmed one on gray about two weeks ago. And I did this originally, like going back two years ago, a year and a half ago, when we really started this thing. And I had so many comments where people were like, I love the background. It's so clean. And, and that was, that to me was somewhat eye opening because, you know, you watch a lot of these, these videos where it's dark, like kind of like it is at the moment. And normally I would have lights on and all that stuff, but people don't really care about that. They just, they want good information and they want somebody to be able to convey it in a way they can understand it. And, um, I think that is, is, is the most important piece is just being able to convey that information in, in a, in a way that people can take it and actually use it. Yeah. So we have a, a question in from Elizabeth. Um, and she wants to know what camera you're using. And I think everybody can answer this as far as what they're using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I use a can, uh, Canon A7 III, um, kind of on the more expensive side with regards to cameras. Uh, and then I use the lens. I, I have a couple of different lenses. This one is a wide angle lens just so it gets the background of the office. office. And I think it's a, it's a Tamron, which is compatible with, with Sony. It's a little less expensive than the, the, G, the G series Sony lenses. But this one is a 17 to 28. Uh, so it's a wide angle. And I think 
you know, all said and done, this this whole thing's about about three grand or so to set up. And I know Scott, you're using a Canon as well. Use the the EOS R. I know because yep. I just got it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's under just under a thousand. You could call it a thousand. It's like nine ninety seven or something like that. And then it's um, oh, what am I using? A fifty millimeter lens, and that's the one that gets the the really the the depth of field and blurs the background a lot. 50 or less through your aperture. Josh, how about yep. you? I have the same camera Jeb does. And then with a 35 millimeter Sony lens with, uh, with the 1.8, which also helps a lot with, uh, with getting your depth of field. Since we just redid the office and I have nothing back there, there's nothing, nothing to blur. So you're, you're not, you're not seeing it. You know, one of the, one of the other big things for, for people that are watching, that's a, a difference in the way all three of us do it. And I, not really so much between Scott and I, um, Scott, your your camera comes with software that will make it a a virtual. Awesome, we got the the lights turning off in the office. That will virtually um, turn your camera into a webcam. Sony has it. Canon has it. Jeb, you're using the the Camlink 4K. Is that what you're exactly. using? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't use software. I actually just use a link that uh, the Camlink, which my camera plugs into that, which plugs into the computer, and makes it a webcam, which is what we're using it as now. Yeah, and it also again allows me to, like I mentioned earlier, film directly to my computer um, for for making it ease, right? I mean, I film directly to to here. Um, I don't have to worry about space on an SD card if I film a long video or forget to erase something or you know forget to turn something on or what have you. I mean, trust me, we we've all made those mistakes as uh, as video creators, is film an entire video and not record it, or you know <laughs> something turns off and you have no idea that's off and that sort of thing. So it makes it easy, and I can actually see. I use OBS. I, I film a lot of it just directly through OBS to my computer, which allows me to see exactly what the you know what's going to look like looking on my computer just here to the right. So. Just ease, ease over everything. I mean, I think, you know, for those of, of those, I know you're trying to preach video and, 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 and everyone says this and I'm, you know, it's, I'm going to say it too. It's just do it right. It's not going to get any easier. Um, and, and just, you know, get in front of a camera and, and talk. Um, I don't, I still don't enjoy it as much as, as people probably think differently. Uh, it, but if you saw the original videos that, that Josh used to watch me torture through versus now <laughs> it's like night and day. Well, I just, well, I I just remember the, it. yeah, I remember a couple of years ago you would come in and you would do your market updates and we had the whole setup and it was a whole rigmarole. It was just. Well, he, even that though, Scott, one of the things that, that you just said there made, when Jeb was talking, made me think about this. So prior to COVID, Jeb had less than a thousand subscribers, but even at that, um, somewhere around 2013, 2014, we started recording, Jeb would do a monthly market update. And somewhere by like 2015, you sold a house, Jeb, to a, a guy, and he has his buddy along with him while they're looking oh, at yeah. condos yeah. here in Huntington yeah. Beach. And his buddy goes, hey, you're the guy from the YouTube video. <laughs> hands guy. Less than a thousand hands, hands guy. guy. So, like, that's when the audience was tiny relative to where it is now. Closing business off of it and people already showing up feeling like they know you and they like and trust you and they value your expertise. They can push the button uh, on and, and try and get a loan through an app or get connected with someone that sits at a desk and will rebate a commission to you, but they're not getting that knowledge and expertise. And the difference between, Jeb, you probably do have the stats from your channel. How many hours of video are out there? Because what of you, 
educating people. And what will happen is you think like we're, we're prone to think what we do is boring, mundane, no one cares about it. Well, except for when they do. When someone's in the market to buy a house or get a loan, they will go hours deep into your right. content and, and video. And even to the point of, you know, Jeb's talking about he and Kyle did a very similar video. They're very similar, but they're also different. Mm -hmm. right. But most importantly, there's a lot of overlap. The both people that watched both of them, that really they're that into it, that they're going to go hit every channel that pops up with a big long form video on FHA loans and whoever has you know more than 100,000 views on it, and they're going to then connect with who's closer to them, who they liked more. I mean, to a, to a large degree, if you watch a video of me and Jeb and Kyle going over a topic, it's gonna to be 80% overlap, but the difference just comes across in personality, style, and different people will wanna work with me, they wanna work with Kyle, they wanna work with Jeb, even if we're talking about the same topic. So you should never worry that, hey, this has been beaten to death. Other people have covered it because any, all, nearly, I would say 99.999% of videos, the ideas that you might come up with, someone's recorded it. And not only recorded it, someone's got 10,000 views on it. So you're not coming up with anything original, but you're coming up with you and your take on it. And for people that are in your market and, and interested in you and your take on it. And most importantly, the thing that we see is just the people that come through content, whether it's Find My Way Home, whether it's Jeb's YouTube channel, they value expertise. They're not transactional. They're not the easy button person, whether it's because they've been chewed up and spit out or they're just that analytical type that really wants to know how things work. It's a different type of consumer. We've all had, you know, on the mortgage side, if you are a mortgage expert and you like to have this consultative experience and it's not just transactional, we've all had that person that is a rocket loan customer and they're like, nah, just what, what's the rate? What's the fee? Just give me, give me numbers. And they don't want that. These are not the people that you're going to get through the content. The people that are coming through content are the ones that want to go deep, that want to be led and guided and are going to have really good questions. And, and to that point, I was going to bring up just this week, we had two different um, people show up on the live that asked, just like peppered us with a string of questions, two or three each. And if you look at them on the surface, you're like, those are really basic questions. But the thing that I took from that is like, we can't be basic enough. Like things that we think are, are super basic, people want these answers. They want to know that. And most mortgage professionals, most realtors are not giving people that basic fundamental knowledge. Yeah, it's it's great, you know, put it, use like a sports metaphor. It's great if you can do a crossover dribble and then make a fall away jumper. But most of the time, that's not needed. You just need to dribble down the court, make a pass to an open guy. So it's that fundamentals that people want before they care about the fancy stuff that you can do. Yeah, you're saying so don't true. overthink it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is that is most people's problem. Absolutely. Overthinking it. So I want to talk about the live. Um, I'm sorry, Jeb. No, no, go ahead. I, I think there's a lot of things that are happening in the live that you're doing. So my first question is, do you have a schedule? Do people know, hey, it's every just like we do this on Fridays, you know, it's the same time. Do you do you find it good to have a schedule? First of all, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So so every Wednesday at five o'clock is our time. Um, primarily do it at five because, you know, we're not just California. We have East Coast viewers. We have viewers, you know, all across the, the United States. Um, and and so, you know, five o'clock allows those people at, you know, to on the East Coast to, to do it before they go to bed, if you will, kind of get on and ask their questions. And then 
as we progress through the show, you start noticing you got more Californians on, uh, you know, around that six o'clock time period. So about an hour in, you start to get more local. Now we haven't really, we have played with the times a little bit. Initially we went from six to seven. Um, sometimes we've done five thirty to, to seven. We've done some stuff, but the most consistent we've been is probably over the last four months or so. And it's been five to seven and that that's worked well. Um, and people know to expect it. I mean, there's people, you know, on the, we, we always post that we're going live earlier that day. I usually don't post it any prior to that because people know. And then, you know, there's always a couple people waiting prior to, uh, to us going on. And then we usually start the show with 30 or 40 people on and it grows up to, you know, a couple hundred at, at parts of the show and then it can stay there depending on, on what's happening. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, two hours every Wednesday. How are you posting? You say post, are you posting it on Facebook and LinkedIn or are you posting it on YouTube? I, I'm just going YouTube, um, as a, as a coming video, like as a live through StreamYard, right? We take it through StreamYard and, and basically show that we're going live at five o'clock on Wednesday, okay. uh, earlier that morning. So the thumbnail shows up, the description shows up, um, and people can, you know, obviously know that it, that it's coming. I, and then Josh occasionally takes it and posts the same uh, stream to to his Facebook and that sort of thing. I I'm only going YouTube at the moment. So I want to talk about the question. So people are typing in questions. So are you both just monitoring the questions? Do you have somebody behind the scenes that's reading those questions? You know, what kind of support are you getting as far as doing that? that? When what one of the most amazing things to me when Jeb answers that question about um, uh, who who's answering them and who's looking, one of the most amazing things to me is there are people out there that want to be part of this. So Jeb has a moderator that she's a not only is she a volunteer, they're helping us moderate wow. every week. She will do super chats and pay Jeb money for the for the right and honor of being a, a, a monitor. So I didn't mean to jump in on that, Jeb. I no, just no, want to say it, it blows I mean, my mind that she's a volunteer moderator and happily there the first one every week in the chat. Okay, yeah. so so tell me about that. So you have someone that's a volunteer who has become a, a fan. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, so you have subscribers, um, which is a whole nother. I mean, we could do an entire, you know, series just on what that looks like. So as a subscriber, they have to pay money to subscribe to your channel, right? Well, no, no, no. So um, no money to subscribe to the channel. It's free okay. um, to be a part of the channel and um, to, you know, get updates and what have you. But you have people that that feel like they're, you know, they want to be part of something, I guess, um, almost like a super fan to some extent. And, uh, you know, she was always on videos. And I think at some point I reached out to her just and said, hey, look, do you want to be one of the moderators of, of our of, of the chat? Right. I mean, things happen in there. You got because we're reading questions. And to answer your original question, who's reading the questions and figuring out what's going to post Josh and I primarily. Right. We're going through the questions and figuring out what a lot of times we'll go in order. Sometimes we'll see a question that just stands out. We want to get to it. Sometimes you have people pay money to get their question thrown to the top and we answer okay, those first. So I want to hear about this because Scott has told me a little bit about this. Right. That wasn't even a question, I don't think, right? That was just somebody paid money to make a comment about how much you guys helped them. Right, well, and, and you get that too. Yeah. You, you, so you, the one that, that Scott specifically is thinking about, Jeb, this is one blew my mind. The guy asked a question. Jeb and I took about three, four minutes and answered it. And after the question was answered, there 
a hundred dollar super chat that pops yeah. up and he says, thank you to so much. I've asked 10 different people that question and no one could give me a straightforward, honest, accurate answer. And that's the value that he found in it. Gave us a hundred bucks. We call that my 805 money. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we made, I mean, like there's, there's been nights where we made over 300 bucks in super chats. Okay. So um, tell me about the super chat. So they pay you money through a super chat. Right. So once you get to a certain following on on um, YouTube, I don't even know what the number is, to be completely honest with you. When you do a live chat, uh, people can pay to have their question thrown to the top. So sometimes you have hundreds of people throwing questions in here. It gets really bogged down and it's it's you lose track of where you are. You lose track of questions. And so when people pay money, it highlights that chat, throws it to the top, which basically makes it stand out. It also, you know, some people want it for for their name being, you know, posted on video and other reasons, right? I mean, just no telling why people would pay money, but those are, those are the questions that we go to, you know, always because people are paying money to have their question answered. So um, we do that. And, and again, you know, I would say three, four months ago, making easily a hundred bucks a week doing that recently it's been been non-existent right that there has been very little if anything with regards to super chat and honestly that's not while we're there um right. but people people do it and, and it stands out yeah but we those checks are gone so that's probably you know. possibly you know a good, good point <laughs> but uh josh and i are answering the questions uh, jennifer who is the the one we mentioned a moment ago she's just there as a moderator like if people get say something that they shouldn't say because Obviously, YouTube doesn't catch this stuff uh, all the time and, and and people do obnoxious stuff. She's there. She can kick them out. I mean, she has the authority to basically do anything that that we can do for the most part. And and we've given her that, um, you know, because she's loyal and, and she's there to um, do things. In fact, she just sent me a gift in the mail for my kids like a week ago. So, I mean, yeah, that sort of thing. Absolutely amazing. Well, I tell you what, we are actually over time because we like to keep this to 30 minutes. Um, but I do want to close it out. So, um, Scott, I'll let you kind of ask anything that we've missed because I know we kind of talked about things you wanted to cover in here. And then I'll, I'll let um, Jeb and Josh, you kind of close out with your, you know, expert advice as far as what do you what do you tell our viewers as far as getting started on video? Go for it, Josh. So Jeb talked about just doing it. That's really important. Just do it. And if you're awful, do it more because the only way to get less awful is to do it a lot. Um, you know, I've always been, you know, going back to 25 years ago when I started in the business, we would do events at hotels and have 100 people in a room. You're like, hey, I can stand in front of 100 people in a room and talk. So I'll have no problem talking on video. It's a different thing. So no matter how much experience you have talking live, you have to get used to talking to this stupid camera. Scott and I would joke for the longest time. We would record video and he goes, I don't know who that boring dude is on those videos. You need to get the real guy to actually show up. So do it. Do it often, practice, get the awful bad ones out of the way as soon as you can. The second piece, um, if you look at Jeb and I's office, we, you've all been to a successful realtor or mortgage guy's office and they have the coolest looking office and their sports memorabilia and trophies and a little sitting area. And you go, I want one of those cool looking offices. If you want to do a lot of video, you don't get to have a cool looking office because all of the bullshit that makes this possible has to sit out on your desk at all times. If you put it away, 
you're not going to get it back out and make the videos. So if you go into Jeb's office, there's three lights permanently affixed to his desk, his camera. There's all sorts of the, the cam link, everything stuck behind the, the computer. So, and that's not unique to Jeb. It's not unique to me. If you go look at any of the people that teach video, they're going to say, okay, here's what my studio looks like. And they back away and the picture is an awful looking office. But when it shows up on video, it looks just like where Jeb's sitting, except normally he has his lights and he'll have his other items there. So everyone has their nice setup, but it's all smoke and mirrors. It's truly TV magic in that the office looks terrible, but when it shows up on video, it looks really good. And the only thing that's important about that, even if your, your setup didn't look that great, you have to have the video, you have to have the camera, you have to leave them sitting out because if you don't, you're never going to get around to doing the video if it's a 15, 20 minute process to set up. Yeah, no, and, and I would just add to, if you don't know what to film, if you're thinking you're sitting there as a mortgage professional or, or whatever, wondering what you film, write down questions that, that, that clients have for a week, right? Take those questions because those are real questions that people have. If one person has it, guess what? A lot of people have that question. Now, Carl mentioned earlier about going out, finding a video that's successful, redoing the same thing. That's also something you could do, but maybe you don't want to start there, right? Maybe you don't want to start with a uh, a 20 minute video on FHA loans because of the complexity of, of the editing and, and what have you and all that stuff that you could actually outsource. Start with basic questions. Just get used to being in front of the camera, answering that question. And, and you know, maybe the next time somebody has that question, you can send them a video of it or, or reference videos or, or have a, a library of this stuff that they can source so that, you know, they, they don't have to come with to you with those questions and, and what have you. But regardless, like Josh said, just get in front of the camera and film. It's the it's the easiest and the hardest thing to do, um, but you're, you're not going to get anywhere uh, if you don't do it, if you don't start. So my only advice. Very good. Carl, any final questions? Man, excellent stuff. Um, really, really, really good content. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I'm just going to go back to my original statement. Go uh, go watch what Jeb and Josh is doing and just put your own spin on it. Right. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. And frankly, a lot of things right with it. And, and you guys, all of you are much, much, much more technical than I am. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be humble. Uh, uh, Ginger, I know you know me pretty well. I Like, I really am very simple when it comes to this stuff. And I literally shoot my videos right, literally right from my iPhone. Actually, it's not even my Nothing iPhone. It's Lauren's iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> and I've made tens of millions of dollars, you know, literally on simple iPhone videos. So very, very, very effective. Uh, but uh, love, uh, love, love, love the content, uh, Jeb. Outstanding. Appreciate uh, it. Very, very simple process. And uh, brother, I, I've been doing this a long time, and I've yet to have anybody write me a check for a hundred dollars <laughs> answer uh, answer a question on video. So good. the best part is they wrote it to both both of us, and Josh hasn't seen any of it. <laughs> I, I, we, we joke is that's my 805 money which is good california beer but i don't ever get to see it so jeb's jeb's got a big bank account of 805 money and i don't ever get to touch it one day one day yeah, someday one day. No. nice, nice. well guys we thank you so much um for Absolutely. sharing and and giving some insight as to what you're doing and i'm going to drop their uh youtube channels in the the link below so you can go and uh, swipe and adapt any content that is out there and uh we'll have you on maybe we'll have you on again and kind of do the behind the scenes what's under the hood and get into some of the cameras because we haven't done that so thanks Anytime. so much appreciate it appreciate all of you and we will see you on the next live stream absolutely thank you